This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Stefan Lubinsky is the founder and host host of the Growth Factor Podcast. He's a speaker, trainer, and content marketing advisor to many small, mid-sized businesses and corporate clients with a specific focus these days on podcasting. He's here with us to do a deep dive on content marketing, what works, what doesn't, and why. Stefan, welcome. Hello, David. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. At the very, very highest level, let's just define content marketing from your perspective. What is content marketing? Yeah, it's funny. I think we've always been content marketing, right? So, I mean, at the end of the day, companies have been producing content for marketing purposes really almost since the beginning. I mean, traditional advertising is content marketing. But in this new kind of paradigm, what do people mean when they're saying content marketing? I think that happened when social became a big driver for business and you have to create content that's engaging and social. So I think predominantly when we say content marketing, it means things like your content on your social, the videos you're making for YouTube, the blogging that you're doing for your company or on Medium, podcasting, any former version of content, audio, video, or written word that is for the purposes of marketing your business. You are building a business uh, of your own around advising companies, specifically about podcasting, around content in general. What do so many business people, from your vantage point, what do they get wrong about how to start and how to do this content marketing stuff. Yeah, I think um, to a certain degree, there's there's a lot of overthinking sometimes about how complicated this needs to be. What I work with my clients to do is, and I hope I end up branding this this term and is attributed to me, is what I call lean-in content. And and that means that it's not content that people consider disruptive, that they're looking to avoid. So, you know, we have all these technologies that have evolved around avoiding advertising. DVRs, online, the ability to use things like Ghostery to block out banner ads. I mean, we really work hard to block stuff out. So lean in content is content that is engaging um, and entertaining and at the same time uh, has a marketing mission behind it. And so um, to answer your question, what I do is I work with companies to create authentic content um, and to be as honest and real as possible and to inject humor and to put themselves in the seat of the audience. And if you can serve that audience with content they're really going to enjoy, then I think you can start developing that know, like, and trust um, paradigm that people need to start doing business with. Do you tend, Stefan, to think about this whole matter of generating lean-in content? And I love that. Talk to us about the mechanism as you see it, the funnel 
Should business owners be thinking about converting or should they just get out there and start to begin with, start doing the lean in content thing? How do you think about building yeah, building a system around taking the traffic they grow yep. and then, okay, so how do you and think about those mechanics? It, right? Getting it to the bottom line. Sure. Exactly. I, I think, first of all, it's different depending on what industry you're in. So I, I think that part of it is you need to know your customers and you need to know at what point that they get into uh, the realm of converting, of deciding, of thinking. But I, I think what you... The way you lay that question out is almost the answer, which is first you have to build an audience and you have to build that audience with what they want, right? So what, what the audience is interested in is not your marketing materials. So when you say content marketing, you notice that the word content comes before marketing, not marketing content. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about, for example, let's say you're, a, and I don't know that dry cleaners would, would be into content marketing, but let's just take a dry cleaner as an example. <laughs> um, no, no content that they're going to create is going to be around like, you know, dry cleaning because people don't, you know, have a dry clean facility in their home. But imagine if they talked about fashion and trends that they are seeing, because what they see really is fashion coming into their place daily, men's fashion, women's fashion. And over the course of owning a dry cleaners for 20 years, you would have an amazing insight into trends and fashion and so forth, right? So my point is that it doesn't have to be so linear. If you're a dry cleaner and you're scratching your head thinking about what content do I produce? Well, nobody's really interested in, in dry cleaning content. And yes, some tips about what you could do to clean some stuff at home would be really valuable here and there. But the fashion thing is going to have a lot more uh, interest to an audience. So don't always think so linearly. Think about your industry. Think about what's ancillary to that industry. And think about what would be interesting to a growing audience so that they can share that content, enjoy that content, and then grow that audience. I think what happens is you then start to think a little bit further down the line about some conversion opportunities. So that would be, for example, where in that content do you start inserting some promotions, right? So some discounts or Um, It's bring in as much dry cleaning as you have week for a flat fee or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So I think the first step is generate the audience and then let them know that you're authentic and that you care about them and get that know, like, and trust happen. And then you can start to kind of uh, weave in some promotional opportunities or conversion opportunities, you know, to, to, to generate sales. And do you advise your clients, you know, as they're building this content, this library of content and attracting audience, building audience, building the list, the, the mechanism, the software to help them do this? Do you have sources and ideas about how to build the yeah, mechanism? Sure. I mean, it depends. Look, in the written word, I would say that, that WordPress has become the de facto platform for content management systems for small business. Um, in fact, uh, to be honest with you, I'm seeing enterprise business now, big companies um, use WordPress, which wasn't happening before. Right. There were things like Drupal and Joomla, which are more supposedly enterprise worthy, but they're also more complicated. I'm a big believer that um, this, again, from a technology perspective, has been overthought and is overcomplicated. What what the people want are the words on the page or the words in their ears or the video on their eyes. Um, they're less concerned with kind of all of the complications that, that go into that. So, for example, I would say in the written word, I would fire up a WordPress blog and I would probably get a theme. So a theme is just the look and feel that sits on top of the WordPress plumbing. And you can go onto YouTube and you can literally self-teach yourself how to log into WordPress, type in your blog, add an image. It's not that complicated. I guess what I'm saying is you really don't have to pay a company to manage your blog. You can do it yourself. 
when it comes to podcasting in terms of technology, unlike most podcasters, I'm a down and dirty podcaster, which means I use a $60 microphone, not a $500 microphone. I plug that directly into my MacBook. I record using Skype and some software on Skype called Call Recorder, and then I edit everything in GarageBand, which comes free uh, for Mac. And I know that if there's any professional podcasters listening right now, not only are they cringing, they're going to be like typing onto Twitter like, this guy's an idiot. Don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But you can go and check out any of the work that I've done and realize that at the end of the day, the audio quality is 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 good enough, but the content is what's driving it, is what people are engaged by. So uh, again, less on technology and, and more on authentic conversations and creating content of value for your audience. I love that. D- de-emphasize the technology because a lot of folks will trip over that. It's really all about what you're saying, not the quality of the audio or the video for that matter. And, and, the, and the quality can be high though. The qu- I mean, the reality is the $60 right. microphone from you know the ATR21 that I use right. and the other technology that I use produces really good sounding content. Now, hopefully it's not picking up the fact that a contractor is now out back sawing wood. And if it is, that means your, your $60 microphone is doing awfully well. Yeah, there you go. All right. So really your, your focus right now, I believe in your business, if I've got it right, is the podcasting stuff. So talk to us a little bit about how you help clients with the podcasting. You've touched a little sure. bit on the deep emphasis of the technology in yeah. favor of the content itself. Yeah. Take us through that uh, process. Yeah, sure. So it's really simple. Well, the first is I start with that this is a lot easier and a lot less expensive than you think, um, which is an important thing for people to understand. That's the biggest gate of them not getting involved and creating content for their audiences. They think that it's going to be too time consuming, too expensive and too complicated. And so right off the bat, I focus on how easy this is and that I can have you up and running, you know, same day podcasting and on iTunes within 48 hours. So that's that's number one. The second thing that I do is podcast coaching. And so what that means is I log in via Skype and I listen to them doing their podcast, whether they're interviewing somebody or whether it's just them, whatever it may be. And frankly, I stop them when I think that it's just not going the way it should. And I tell them why that is. So I say, hey, listen, let's let's take a stop there. You were kind of rambling or you went a little off track and I'm starting to lose interest or you know, the audio quality was suffering because of X, Y, or Z, whatever it may be. And so over time, that is in that first episode, I'm going to help them craft a better episode. But over time, they start to get a sense for where I'm coaching them, and then they can kind of do it on their own. They don't need me logging in for for every single episode. So that's kind of where I help them. And then I think also is really understanding the strategy in the first place. So we'll get together and say, all right, let's talk about your audience. Let's talk about who you're trying to serve. Let's talk about some options that they may be interested. Right? Why would they tune in every week to this podcast or to this video blog or for that matter into this blog, whatever it may be that you're producing serially and help them strategize some ideas and maybe take a look at the marketplace and see who's doing what so that we can zig when they're zagging. Beautiful. Stefan, such good stuff. Stefan Lubinsky, Growth Factor Podcast. How do we find out about you and the so work you're doing? Uh, yeah. yeah, thanks so much. It's thegrowthfactor.com, T-H-E, growthfactor.com. You can also look up The Growth Factor. We do three different podcasts under that platform. We do TGFX, which is Growth Factor X. Think a little bit like TEDx, where we interview subject matter experts. Mm. Inside The Growth Factor, where you can listen to Bill and I have our weekly meetings about growing the platform itself. And then finally, Challenge Accepted, which is um, small business and startups and entrepreneurs call into the show. They tell us what their digital marketing challenge is and we solve it right on the show. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it again. It's my pleasure. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.